0: Welcome to the Washington Weekly, a ministry of Washington Baptist Church. This podcast is devoted to getting you into God's Word and equipping you to serve. I'm your host, Trent Henson, Associate Pastor. On today's episode, I'll talk about a music album that can help you learn scripture and compel you to worship. I'll also interview another member of Washington so you can learn more about our people and our ministries. Each week, I highlight resources I hope will help you grow in your relationship with Christ. Today, I want to talk about a music album. Now, I know that everyone has their own personal preferences when it comes to music. I'm not going to use this to promote a specific style of music, singer, or group. I am promoting scripture. This is not your usual album. The album is based on one chapter from the Bible. The album is titled, Romans 8 Live. Many people consider Romans chapter 8 to be the greatest chapter in the Bible. It shows us all that God is for us in His Son, Jesus Christ. It has almost everything. It presents all three persons of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and their work in salvation. It's, of course, gospel-centered teaching us about the power of Jesus' death and resurrection. It presents in detail major doctrines like justification, sanctification, and glorification. It also provides teaching on Christ as God in the flesh, our adoption as sons, our future inheritance in heaven, the resurrection of the body, and the intercession of the Holy Spirit and Jesus for the believer. And of course, it contains some of the greatest and most well-known verses in the Bible. Like its beginning, verse 1, that says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Just think of that verse. That's the beginning, and then it continues. I think about verse 11 that says, But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. Or verse 28, one of my favorites. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Verses 31 and 32. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? And then, of course, the chapter ends with Paul asking, who can separate us from the love of Christ? And he ends by saying in in verses 38 and 39, for I am persuaded. That neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What a powerful chapter in Scripture. This album came from a church in Nashville, Tennessee. The church is Emmanuel Church. In 2019, Emmanuel Church spent 11 weeks studying Romans chapter 8, and this album is a result of that sermon series. The album consists of 15 tracks. They consist of readings from Romans 8, this straight scripture. Also, original songs written verbatim from the scripture. Now, they use the English Standard Version as their translation. And then also it includes selected excerpts of the sermon series on the album there are three scripture readings eight original songs and four powerful sermon clips on this album it's a great way to learn scripture and worship again the album is titled romans 8 live by emmanuel church you can listen to this on apple music through apps like spotify Or you can purchase the album on Amazon. Or even better, you can listen to the album for free on YouTube. That's right. The entire album, all 15 tracks, are on YouTube for you to listen to for free. There are even videos of of the praise band performing some of the songs. I really recommend you go and check out this album. I hope you enjoy learning the verses and worshiping with Romans 8 Live. Today, my guest is David Oshields. So thank you, David, for joining me. Glad to be here. Well, tell me about you and your family. Okay,
1: well, uh, I'm 74 years old, and uh, I'm married to my wife, Sherry Burleson Oshields. I met her in Charlotte, so she's from Charlotte. Uh, We have three uh, sons. Uh, They're all grown up and live in the upstate here in the area. I also have uh, three grandchildren, and uh, of course, we love them to death and think the world of them. Uh, I grew up over in Spartanburg County in uh friendship community, which was a very close knit Christian community. Uh, my parents were Christian and we attended Friendship Baptist Church as a a child and a teenager, very involved in the church and uh, I think about my mother being involved in missions. She was uh, a leader of the WMU for a while and she also taught GAs and uh, I was involved in RAs as I grew up and also uh, here at Washington Baptist Church. And I always told my RAs here that I was a GA before I was a RA. Okay. Uh, my mother always took me when she taught the GAs. That's right, That's So uh, I learned about missions in GAs and in RAs as I grew up. Uh, I went to Pauline Glen Springs Elementary School Roebuck and Dorman High School. It was the first graduating class at Dorman. Wow. And uh, then I attended Clemson University and graduated with an industrial engineering degree there. And then my career was as a safety engineer and risk management consultant with insurance companies throughout my life. And I thought that was a good fit for me because doing that I also got to help people be safe so I was serving society as far as keeping people safe Mm -hmm. so that's kind of then I came here Uh, that was a job move moved to Greer as we got here first thing we do is start looking for a church Uh, we live in walking distance of O'Neill Baptist Church and we visited there for a while, but it just was not a fit for us. Uh, with the three young boys, we felt like we needed something that was for the whole family. Mm-hmm. And they're a small church, and they just didn't have the facilities or the programs to go with that. So when we found Washington, we were was pretty well satisfied and knew that's where we needed to be. Uh, they had just completed their family life center, and some educational space, and it was just a good fit for us. I always wanted my boys to be involved in sports, but in a Christian atmosphere. So the Family Life Center really played a big role in our lives as
0: they grew up. Well, that's good. So that's kind of what led you here then, was just the oppor- opportunities uh, that they had for children, and it and was just a good fit for your family. Yes, okay. yes. Good, and, so, and now I know that you are very involved and have been for, I'm sure, since you got here. Um, so tell us some ways you're involved here at Washington now. Well, I'm the mission director for the church, and my
1: goal there has always been to give opportunity for every member of the church to be involved in missions. And we've done that over the years through uh, mission trips uh, that was another thing that led me to Washington was even back in uh, our young days that uh, they were involved in missions. They went uh, in North American missions uh, all over the eastern U.S. at that time, and I got to be involved in some of those trips. A trip I wasn't involved in, but was very impressed even on me was a, a trip that some of the men took to Alaska, and they built a church up there. Wow. and. Uh, so, you know, I, from my mom teaching me missions as, as a young child, went all the way up, I, missions has been my passion. And uh, I'm glad to serve as the mission director and teach or offer members of the church ways to be involved in missions.
0: And I know you do a lot more than that. Uh, so I know you're a, a deacon and um, serve in many ways and I guess part of that missions director is well I guess it's a mission but also something different too is the food pantry Mm -hmm. Um, and I think you were one of the key founders I guess of that that ministry I know you're one of our leaders right now uh, of the food pantry ministry can you tell us a little bit about how that runs Uh, yes that uh,
1: started I I always can't remember good on dates but it's uh, been ongoing now for six to eight years and I've been involved from the start. Uh, I do consider it a, a mission opportunity. Uh, a lot of times we're hesitant about going out into the community and sharing Christ with others, but through this ministry, they come to us. That's right. And uh, it's a great opportunity uh, for the longest time. Before COVID hit, we always brought them in and and had a devotional time with our clients of the food pantry and and shared Christ with them through that. And I feel like that was a lot of the only time those clients got church. Mm -hmm. That was their church. That's right. And uh, I want to get back to that right now. We're only doing a drive-through because of COVID. And hopefully in May, we'll get back to coming back inside with our clients and having a devotion time with them. We still even at the drive through we give them a devotion to carry home with them. Mm-hmm. But uh we don't limit in any way those that come asking for food if they're here saying they need food we're going to give them food and and we uh try to let them see Jesus through us as we provide for them spiritually and physically.
0: Mm-hmm. And we have good, a good group that come every week. Um, I think the numbers are a little lower now doing the drive-through, but how many, well, on average, how many people do you think come through on a Saturday morning?
1: Well, right now we're doing 30 to 35 clients that are coming through. Uh, before, when we were meeting inside and before COVID, we were up in the uh, 50 to 60 clients that were coming through each week. Mm-hmm. And then uh, through the years, we've had, uh, I guess you could call it a spike kind of like COVID, but a spike where we've had up to 120 that came on on a saturday morning wow. and uh, that was overwhelming but you know still so glad to be able to serve the community by that that's
0: right it's, it's great to be able to meet a need and they I, I like the way our community knows we're here as a church that we're here to meet the needs of the community and uh, we've even had some become a part of our church through that ministry um, who came to the food pantry and then end up becoming members of our church? Yeah, I'm talking to a lady right now that may join this coming Sunday. Well, that's amazing. That's, that's awesome. That's what it is sharing sharing the love of Christ and meeting needs and and getting the gospel to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, as the missions director, I know you also offer um, classes and things to to us uh, kind of promote evangelism. And right now we're fixing to start up another round of the Three Circles Evangelism training classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to start, I think, on the 14th, yes. so around April. Can you tell us a little bit about that, those classes and kind of what uh, got you interested in doing that? Okay, it was a couple of years ago the uh, Southern Baptist
1: Convention started a pr- promotion called Who's Your One? And the emphasis of that was identifying someone you knew personally that was lost and then sharing Christ with them. And also through that uh, emphasis or campaign, they offered this method of sharing Christ with others, and it was called Three Circles. And uh, a couple of our members and myself went to a Emphasis on that that was over a weekend and, and learn more about who's your one and the three circles And I really liked it. It's it's very simple. It's easy to do and and it's uh, a Sharing with someone you know or you you get to know personally, and so it's very comfortable su- Surroundings and sharing Christ with someone and sharing your faith with someone and uh, This is a six session training classes of that method of three circles and uh, it's more of a what they call a practice time of sharing your faith and uh, they what they say it in the videos that you watch during that is it's repetition just like in anything that you do but you get better at it by repetition or by practice whether it's sports or your career or whatever it is, if you do it enough, you get better at it. And it's the same way with your uh, witness to others. And so there's a lot of uh, practice during those sessions of sharing your faith.
0: That's it, yes. And I think it's a wonderful course um, and very practical. Like you say, it really does train you on how to start conversations about your faith and, and a good method of sharing The plan of salvation Mm -hmm. uh, in a visual way, using the circles. Um, So we want to thank you for all that you do here to serve in many capacities and uh, your passion for missions. And I know that's one of the great things about Washington is we are a a great commission church. So I want to ask you, this is the last question I always ask uh, my people that I interview, is what do you think is the best thing about Washington Baptist Church? I think it is that we are mission-minded. We want to uh,
1: share Christ with everyone. It, it goes back to when we first came here. With uh, our pastor at that time was uh, uh, Billy Cashin, and he was very mission-minded to the point that he answered a call to the mission field and mm-hmm. and uh, where well, at Venezuela? I think is where he went, and uh, so that that really impressed me that. This church wanted to be involved in missions, and then the, all the mission trips we've taken. Uh, we've gone to Nicaragua, and then all the ones I've already mentioned here in North America that we've done. And that has just been my passion to be involved in sharing Christ with others. Uh, and even today, as we have this blog, you know. I, God loves us all, and he wants all of us to be a part of his family. Mm-hmm. And so I encourage anyone listening to this uh, broadcast that if you do not know Christ, uh, you need to. Uh, there's no n- nothing better than being a part of the family of God and being involved in a, a church family, too, Uh not only do you get spiritual support, you get a family support by being in a church. Amen. And when you need when you need help, they're there to help you.
0: And uh, I just love that about the the Christian faith. Mhm. That's right. We appreciate what you bring to the table in that whole thing of missions and your passion for missions cuz uh that's what Jesus told us to do. And his his parting words there were to we need to go and make disciples Mm -hmm. to baptize people and then to teach them to obey to follow his his word Mm -hmm. and uh that's really what washington is about
1: yeah it it goes back to my background in ras not only was i ra but i also led the ras here for 15 to 20 years and their motto is we are ambassadors for christ that's second corinthians 520 that's right great verse
0: Well, thank you for your time today. We enjoyed getting to know you, and thank you for everything you do to to serve the Lord here at Washington. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. David mentioned our Three Circles Evangelism Training Course will be starting next week. This is a six-week course to help you confidently share the gospel using the Three Circles Method. The course will begin on Wednesday, April 14th at 7 p.m. Reverend Joe Price will be leading this course. If you'd like to participate, there's a sign-up sheet on the bulletin board near the children's department. If you have any questions, please contact David O'Shields or the church office. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Washington Weekly. Washington Baptist Church is located at 3500 North Highway 14 in Greer, South Carolina. Check us out online at WashingtonBaptist.org. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast as you get into God's Word and prepare to serve.